Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Metaphysical Hour. I'm Julia Cannon, and this is Tracy Mahan, my co-host. Yay! (laughs) And boy, do we have a special show for you tonight. That's right. Don't know what we're going to talk about, but hey, it's special. (laughs) (laughs) Because we have two super fantastic special practitioners, wonderful people, friends. What you guys don't know is that Julia has been practicing that in the mirror. Super fantastic, special, incredible. Like how many words can I say in a row without tongue tying? Well, I mean, how often? I mean, well, we always have fantastic guests on our show, but I mean, come on. Right. Really? I mean, really? Well, and, you know, last time we tried to pull you two together. Yes. um, Yeah, that didn't work out, but we, we did get to talk to John, but Suzanne, you... Yeah, you, um, we talked to John about Suzanne. We did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can't be so, good. So yeah, she had to come in and defend herself this time. <laughs> yeah, she had I was to okay be though, because it's all just the truth. So it was all, it was all fine. <laughs> all honest truth. Yeah, you'll have to go back and listen to the show to see what we said about her. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so fantastic. We have Suzanne Spooner and John McClucky. Yes. And you guys are going to take the show from here. and We're just going to watch. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like the Brady Bunch on this one. Do you? I feel like it's like, here's a story. Yeah. and You're looking at all the squares. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, I mean, and there's, I mean, this is only appropriate because, because John was, there's a special connection between John and Suzanne, and that's why he he wants to do the shows with her and everything. I, you know, there's a it's like this. You guys have a really special relationship ever since. I think did you do the voice work in level two? Is that how this? Yeah, that's what. No, happened. it was being in. It was he was in our class in Australia. And, yeah, in the level two, yeah. right? Yeah, and he yeah. was, you know. Sitting there all yes. scrunched up. Yeah, that was the level two class. That's why it's like, yeah, it's like that's what we talked about last time. And then I gotta hear more of that. He was sitting all scrunched mm-hmm. up and what? Yeah, he just he, he was. Yeah, I was, he was talking a- to Julia at the end or at a break or something. She goes, "That guy over there, I just I don't think he's <laughs> buying into any of this." And he just kind of well, he was like that. Yeah. <laughs> I took him on as a project of let's what's going on here you know are you <laughs> are you not what's are you what's going on and he was just <laughs> as delightful as can be you know and he yeah. was just really yeah I think and <laughs> then you guys have been fast buds ever since we have been yeah <laughs> it's been it's been a lot of fun just to watch John you know become a level three practitioner. I helped him through that. I was his coach for that. And, um, it was hilarious and sweet and, and wonderful. And, um, he was a pretty good student. He was I wonder if he, he would was, describe it the same way. <laughs> Probably not. It was, it was super cool. It was super fun. Yeah. Was, um, for me, it was more of an honor. Mm. Wow. You know, like every time you speak to Dan Spooner, it's God, I'm going to get to speak to Dan Spooner. Even if she's going to bag me, it's all good. I was just like, <laughs> super excited. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, he, he was a good student and he, he really took to heart the, the changes that I suggested to him. And that's made him a very good level three practitioner. And he's just hilarious and he's fun to stay in contact with and, um, bag as he says every once in a while. And, 
it's good. It's fun. It's, it's how we all are. You know, we're all really good friends and mm-hmm. we're all here for a great common purpose. And it's just fun to make friends this way. Yeah, totally. My, my whole attitude um, going for the level three um, was I would never, ever hand in my best session. I'd always hand in my worst session. You learn more from that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the teacher goes, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? Apart from the teacher, <laughs> apart from Suzanne, probably drove, probably drove her bonkers. But I wanted, <laughs> but I wanted, but, but I wanted to learn mm, because I, I knew that I wasn't up, up there. I wanted to learn from my mistakes and learn what, what Suzanne or Claudia yeah. or Tracy would do in that situation. <laughs> Thanks for throwing me in that, John. Um, <laughs> Just me. anybody else. Anybody anyone, else. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so have you two done any regressions where you've seen past lives where you knew each other in other lifetimes? Gosh, uh, I don't I don't think I've had a regression for quite a while now. So it was probably pre-John. <laughs> really? Oh. You know, we're all going to be in Iowa next week doing a live session on. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the quick rejection of that idea was that's awesome. Imagine how no. fun that would be. That would be so much fun, wouldn't it? Though, unfortunately, yeah. John's halfway around the world, so that just won't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I was, I was a little bit, the biggest thing that I was disappointed with, with all of you girls not going to Bali, mm. no, I was like, yeah. I would have really definitely had Bali. a session and like, definitely just, yeah. that would be and amazing. You never know what the future holds, you know, it's, yeah. it's still on our plans for some time. It's all <laughs> opening up again. <laughs> now there's, uh, um, there's a few birthdays that have been celebrated. One today. One today. There's one today. There is one today. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter. So now this is going to be aired on Friday. So we pre-recorded. So the audience knows we're not actually in the chat room with you. I'm sorry, but we're pre-recording on Monday, the 18th, which is Tiffany's birthday. Yeah. Tiffany's birthday. Last Friday was my mother's birthday. Dolores Cannon. And are you aware that this Friday, what it is, John? Oh, apologies. No, it's fine. It's, and that's when this show will be airing. This Friday is my father's birthday. So oh, they were born just a week apart from each other. And so oh, that's, isn't that cool? That Yeah, that's super sweet. Following on, uh-huh. And so, you know, I always want to give him the same. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he was the reason it's all here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Huge part of the time. Yeah. Huge part. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and right. it's also Earth Day, I think. Isn't it April 22nd, that Earth Day? That's right around there. I don't know. Oh. Do, you, do we think we're going to get any more snow for that? <laughs> we had snow. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. The you snow has been cracking me up. I decided that, <laughs> that winter and spring didn't know how to break up, so they're just coexisting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then if you no snow, happen yeah. to live in Australia, it's just there's no snow where I come from. 
There might be this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There is, is some is some real issues going on with the earth. <laughs> real issues. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's a purification for the new earth, all the snow. New ice age. I don't know. You know, what, what, what I'm hearing, you know what I'm hearing? <laughs> See, that it's, out. To, it's to get everybody really conditioned to anything is possible. I mean, be open to that, that anything can happen. So it's like, be prepared for the unexpected. Very nice. That's a good answer. It's happened before, so mm-hmm. it'll probably happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself out there since we're talking snow. <laughs> I watch do, do you guys ever watch the Disney movies? Like I watched the Frozen movie and it was so cute. I, I have yet to see that. See, John's on board with me. So well, yeah. he has little kids. Well, Suzanne exactly. Now too, so it's like you might be seeing it. You might have seen I it. don't think you need little kids to watch Frozen oh. and Frozen 2, but Frozen 2. They talk about how water has memory and there's all kinds of little hidden pearls in that. Wonderful. And I watched it in the theater, I think with one of my kids or something, and they put it on the Disney channel. I was like, I'm going to watch that again. So I did that yesterday and I couldn't quit crying. It was the wow. weirdest thing. I just, and I, it wasn't like I'm like crying, crying. Tears would just run down my face. Because it was so beautiful. That's what I noticed. I was watching something. Well, it, like I don't even know what it was. It was like, I'm just sitting there watching it and it would be just the, the simplest little things that they're saying or whatever. But the whole movie, the whole time I had tears running down my face. So I'm like, whatever is in there, there's, a, I felt that strong pull to, and it's the second one because they talk about how water has memory. And I've had a whole lot of things going on with water and the healing waters coming back and all that stuff. And so when I'm watching it, I'm just sitting there in my bed cuddling with the little doggies um, after a big, big Easter dinner thing. And I'm just like, what is going on? And that's not like I'm crying, crying. It's just tears running down my face. And you I know, thought, this happens is really in sessions sometimes. I mean, they're, when they're in this, in the session, they're not sobbing or anything, but there's a steady stream of tears coming down. And it's, yeah. you know, when I've asked the subconscious about, you know, what's happening there, they, they'll say, it's just a they're releasing you know, things that, that makes sense. really, really deep, just a steady release. They'll feel lighter. Did you feel lighter afterwards, Tracy? <laughs> no, because I ate a bunch of ham. And, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but here's the thing. They talk about the four elements in, you know, and they're doing the earth, air, fire, water, and all the elements have, have life in this little movie. Right. And, but what they're missing is the fifth element. And would it be a spoiler alert if I tell you what the fifth element is? Yeah, go, Should go I do ahead. it, John? Should I tell him? Oh. It's you. Oh. oh, that makes sense. You're the fifth <laughs> element. I'm just like, I know it. <laughs> Anyways, I just, I just had to share because we were talking about snow and it's all about her creating ice and snow and being able to freeze the water. And, you know, it's frozen. so so it was appropriate but anyways if you haven't seen frozen 2 and i haven't totally ruined it for you (laughs) go watch watch frozen 2 and see how you react to it there's so many little little things in there that they say that are so spiritual and it's like oh i love this okay anyway i'm done (laughs) do we just like throw a dart at the wall to see who talks next
Well, what do you want to talk about today, Tracy? Well, we talked about dimensions the other day. That was fun. Um, I guess we could talk about what kind of interesting things are happening in you guys' yeah. sessions because I was just thinking yeah. about the themes. Are there, you know, what themes? Because like, I always end up with themes. Do you guys mm-hmm. do that? So, yeah, I've been noticing a theme. Um, and actually, I, I'm, I'm going to be getting onto the practitioners forum and asking other people if they're seeing the same thing. It's, um, it's really interesting when the client gets into the SC part and we're going through the body scan or asking their body questions, you know, we're, I'm, we're always asking, you know, where did this originate from? What have they learned from it? Um, why they create it? How are, how is it being healed today? What will they notice differently after the session? And most importantly, what do they need to do to maintain the healing afterwards? Because they're firmly in control if they maintain this healing that they're given in the session. Right. Um, that's up to them. And the theme that I'm seeing lately is when we get to that question about what do they need to do to maintain it, the SC is putting more back on them to, to do the work. Good. Um, recently, for example, I had a gal who they were putting, uh, I think working with her hips and we found out all the 411 behind the issue with the hips and it said it was working on it. It was energetically getting things back into alignment for her. Um, and that she also needed to go out in nature. She needed to take walks. She needed to move more. She hadn't been moving a lot. And, um, and, but it just called her out and it says, if she doesn't do her part, we can't help her. She has to do this. And so, you know, not like before where it was just always a magic wand and everything got fixed and they weren't responsible for changing their thoughts or perceptions afterwards to maintain it. But it's like, it's almost being like drilled in, like you have to do your part. Well, I like that that's happening because it actually, that was necessary before, but it wasn't maybe put in those terms, but yeah. we could see it. It's like when they, why did it stop? Well, because you didn't do your part. It said you have to do this, but it wasn't that clear, I guess. Maybe it wasn't like, Hey, you know, um, yeah, it's, 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 say things like, well, it'll come back if you do this, if you go back on the same trail that you were on or the same, you know, thinking pattern, things like that. So it's like, we kind of had to put it together for them. But I love that if they're just yeah. standing down. You know, and, and I oh, it's just good fun to dig on it as well. Like, um, sometimes it's fun to dig on it because the SC might tell them what to do, and then you can say, "Well, is she a dog?" No, that's a different question. That's a different question. Mm-hmm. Uh, why isn't she? Mm-hmm. And they lead you off in, into right. a different way, which is Yeah, I think it's important for them to know just how important their part is. I mean, people, they got to understand that they are responsible. Well, you know, and I think that's, you know, even for our clients, you know, for the most part, kind of get what this is all about coming in. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard for most to wrap their head around the idea that it's their thoughts, their beliefs, their experiences that have created the issues that they're experiencing within their bodies. I mean, that's, that's never anything that 
that the few, the outside world has ever clued us in on, right? It's just, you know, I'm a victim and, oh, it's genetic and, you know, it just happened to me. Well, um, so, this is what keeps coming through to me. And I'm sorry to interrupt there, but like these drug commercials, when they come on and now it's like one day it dawned on me what they're trying to sell. It's not, it, yes, it's their drugs, but more importantly, it's that you are broken. You are, you can't be, you, you need us to fix you yep. because you don't, the body can't do it. You are broken. You are messed up. Yeah. And we have to put you back together. There was a commercial there that I called out to my husband. We were watching TV and I'm like, did you see what they just did? They just, they just gave you a website to go check to see if you have symptoms and how bad they are. I mean, <laughs> like create them, go create them. <laughs> yeah. You, you, that's, you're doing fine. Yeah, that's the that's mentality. You, thought, you will be, double check. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, you will be. There's no way that you can get through this life and not be broken and not be messed up. You will have to have us to do our thing. And it's just, <laughs> anyway, carry on. I'm sorry. I just, well, those symptom lists can go on forever. And it's like, yeah, I mean, eventually you're going to hit something that would you might perceive as a symptom so that you would need a drug, but then you're going to need a drug to counteract the side effects of the drug you're taking. So you need at least three or four. Well, you know, that's what I think, you know, QHHT is instrumental in understanding is, you know, from Dolores that the symptoms are just messages. Yeah. Symptoms are just, and Julia, of course, with her work, you know, and if we can understand the messages and we know what needs to be changed in order to let go of the symptoms. And then the symptoms just drop off. It's not magic. You know, (laughs) they delivered their message. They did their job. We went, Oh, okay. That's what I need to do differently. I do it differently. And then I'm better. You know, it's, it's, it's not hard, but you have to completely change the way you've been programmed to think about it. Exactly. And that's what sometimes I'll say. It's like, it's like, it's miraculous, you know, I'm healed because I'm trying to make it light. Like it, that's exactly what happens. The symptoms just drop off. They are not necessary anymore. And it's like, and the, yeah, if they want to call it miraculous. Okay. It's just, you got your message. You understood it. You acted on it. Yeah. And then, you know, what I think is beautiful too, is, you know, I'll explain to the clients that, you know, no judgment, but after you get out of here, you're probably, you're going to feel great because you've addressed everything, but if your thoughts, beliefs, and experience go back to the old way, you're going to notice those symptoms coming back. And if you notice the symptoms coming back, don't be hard on yourself. Listen to your recording and remind yourself what, how you used to be that got you that way and how you're going to be moving forward to be this new, better version of you. It's just a reminder. The symptoms are just like little flags coming up. If you look at it post-session then. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, John, your microphone keeps cutting out for me. Oh, does it? You can even go and talk to the symptoms straight away as soon as people feel them. Yeah. yeah if, you're, if you're open to that, if you understand it, absolutely, you can do that. Um, if you're not, but that's where a session is really good about session or soul speak, either one. I mean, helping you to understand what that's all about. The session, you're right in there in the middle of it going, oh, now I get it. Okay, I see. And you've made that connection. So whatever way does that. Um, but until then, like, like Suzanne was saying, the outside world does not teach that. So it's, it's, a, it's a foreign concept. It takes a while. 
So you want to know the other outside world teaching that's getting turned around with these sessions, which I just love, 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 love is, um, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to get too excited to talk about that. Um, how we're trained to analyze every problem that comes up, you know, never say, you know, bird out the first thing that comes to mind, you know, think on it, pro and con it, you know, ask some people for their advice. You probably aren't right with what you're coming up with and you probably just gonna throw it away anyways, because you're so far off. And that keeps us in this loop of um, confusion. And then we tend to rely more on authority. However, that's going to look for that solution. And we never are happy. And that's how we've been trained for a long, long time. Because if we knew that if a, if a problem or something comes up in our life and we just quieted ourselves down, asked, what do I need to do about this? And trust that first thought that comes into mind, which is always our right side, high self, subconscious, whatever name you want to put to that. It's always the right answer. And if we ran our lives that way, we'd be in so much of a better place. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be um, letting fear override any decision that we make. We would trust that inner guidance Ooh, that just gave me chills. Like that's a good one. You really <laughs> got to remember that one in, um, but that's it. And that's why society purposefully has not taught us this because mm-hmm. then we're not controllable. If we know that we have all the answers and all the healing within us. And this is where we're at now. This is what we're waking up to. It's part of the great awakening. And, you know, we're so lucky because we get to be in this front row seat viewing it, you know, with clients and hearing their stories and, um, oh my gosh, but you know, it's, you know, those sneaky devils, you know, the, the, (laughs) you know, that, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, I think all of us came from a generation, which hopefully, you know, John's kids aren't going to be that way, but coming from where you're really little and you've got this great connection to your imagination and your creativity, which is the two greatest gifts. I think every human being comes in with is our direct connect to source to that part of us that knows everything. And so what, you know, us, you know, if we had invisible friends or, you know, we did something, the concept to make up was so downplayed and so mm-hmm. ridiculed and, yeah. and it wiped out our creativity and that connection. And, um, what I see is so beautiful in these sessions is it's teaching people to trust that right side, to know that creativity and where you make it up from is a direct connect to the right side. It's not that wonky analytical left side that's wrapped up in fear and we have all the power within us. And, oh my goodness, you know, I tell people, you know, they're, they're here for a session and they are, but it's like, it's a great gathering day of information. And then they've got this recording. And the more that they listen to that, the more they trust that right side. And I don't know how many conversations we probably all have had with the subconscious about how nice it is for them to be able to share the information that that part of them the subconscious high self has and that they, they don't get to talk very often or they don't get listened to, you know, because we do have that wonky free will experience here to master. Also, we're just kind of like a big giant hot mess that gets to figure it all out, but that, that we chose and created so we can work through it. <laughs> yeah. 
these wonderful experiences. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that I went on a, on a tangent there, but oh, no, those are no. the two great things that I'm seeing people mm-hmm. be aware of now. Yeah, there's so much shift and, you know, so many people that have had time in the last two years, we'll say it that way, mm-hmm. to really explore. And I, I heard another story today of how videos would get plopped. It's like, oh, yeah, I was home and there was nothing else to do. And I was scrolling and all these videos of these, you know, Reiki masters or whatever, you know, whatever course she ended up taking were falling in her lap. And I just think that we live in such an incredible world where there's so much more going on than what we realize is going on. And we have all this help outside of us that's trying to throw little clues in our pathways. And we get that opportunity to grab them or not grab them. And, you know, there's, there's really wonderful stories of people following that and that breadcrumb trail and their awakening process. But I also heard one last week that made me sad, where she, this client had had a conversation with a previous spouse where they weren't getting along or they just weren't, you know, life was kind of not flowing very well. And she was trying to tell him that she wasn't happy. And his response was nobody's happy. We're all depressed. Just get over it and move on. You know, it's like, no, that's not true. (laughs) But luckily she didn't listen to that. And she did, uh, you know, she got out of that situation and made a better situation. But it's, you know, if these shows do anything, I hope it shows people there are other ways and there is healing around these things we're feeling. And, and there are ways to find the joy and the happiness and, and that we can, I mean, not every day has going to have a cherry on top, but we can find the joy in every day. So, I mean, look, I'm here with you guys. How fun is that? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. There's only one common thing that when people live in that, because I find that people in that state, it comes from gratitude. But like all of us live in that state. All of us have gone through the work that we go through. Which is painful. Mm-hmm. But we, but if you're willing to go through that and to, and to realize and to learn to learn everything and to dump all the emotions and the energies that are that are attached to it, if you're willing to go through that process because the other side is amazing. amazing. That's interesting. That's interesting, John. I just heard a comment today on a video I was watching, and they said. You know, you don't learn the piano by reading a book. None of this is learned by reading a book. You can, you can read all these books out there. You don't learn anything until you're actually doing it, moving through it, and living it. When yeah. you are really living, because we're already living our beliefs. So mm. if you really want to see this other part, you have to start shifting your thoughts and your beliefs. And that will give you a different life to live. I like that. That should be a Julia quote. We're already living our beliefs. Julia Cannon. I like, yeah, that just came in. That would be on. It wasn't the other person's quote. <laughs> I've heard that analogy before about a brain surgeon. You know, you don't want a brain surgeon who's only read about in a book how to do brain surgery. Yeah, you want ones that's got lots of, you didn't want to be the first one. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you did because he was going to be really extra attentive. You know, maybe, so. That was a nice thing. You're, you're, you're totally. You're totally, you are the sum total of your beliefs. 
Yes. I could look I could look out that window and see the most beautiful day and the beautiful trees and everything, but somebody else yeah. could look out the same window and see the same picture and look at all the negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, like I'm gonna feel better inside yeah. than that other person. Absolutely. And I was thinking about that, you know, I'm, I'm reading more Facebook posts lately because it comes in on my phone now. So I see more of them. <laughs> and it was interesting how, how people view things to their perceptions, you know, because it'd be this beautiful quote or beautiful post, and then everybody's commenting below it. And there will be one or two in among all these beautiful, oh my gosh, this is so gorgeous. And some that come in just with this weird stuff. And it's like, where are you coming from? I don't know. <laughs> but it, it's, it's that. It's just their perspective, their view on the world. Their, it's like, well, hopefully by them being in that group and absorbing some of those other comments, maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I've, 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 not never, I've, you know, I, I, I try not to be snarky often, but I, you know me, Julia. I, it, I do. Happens. <laughs> and, you know, through this great, last two years, you know, there's a few things that I'm just like, you know, why don't they get this, you know, wake up and, you know, and I'll put a little something out on Facebook and, you know, you kind of like sit back and feel like dropping bombs and see how far you can get with them. And, um, you know, everyone, every, has like every time you want to make room on your Facebook, you make a post like that to, to make yeah. some room for new yeah. people to come in. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, but, but, you know, I you know, there'd be that one Debbie Downer that, you know, comes in and just, you know, throws <laughs> something else out. And, you know, for the most part, I'm okay with that. But then I'm like, hey, this is my, <laughs> just, you're in my living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been, you know, it's been a lesson to me that like, it's okay to like delete it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to change your life one bit, you yes. know, yes. I want the energy to be about this, you know, mm-hmm. so bye-bye. Nice seeing you. And see, I like the analogy made, you're in my living room, you're in my house. This is, you know, okay. hey, be respectful. Yeah, and you know, here's the other thing. The other aspect that, like, I don't get like, why would you waste your energy to kick up dirt, you know, on somebody's opinion of something? I mean, yeah, I guess it's just where we're at. You know, I just I wouldn't expend the energy for that. I'd rather, you know, go eat an ice cream cone or something. You know, (laughs) whatever. That was not. Yeah, things is an okay thing to do too. (laughs) I had to do that the other day. So somebody, friends of mine, their son-in-law posted something and I thought he better not be talking about them. They're like the best grandparents ever. What is this post about? And I'm all ready to get on there and have words. And I realized that one of, one of them, one of my friends already had and said, I hope you don't mean us. Oh no, no, no. This wasn't about you. It's like, why even post that? That, I mean, it was very snarky, like, it, it was a, and it was on Easter and it was just about, you know, family stuff. And it just made, it made family look like they didn't care about this couple. And they really do. And it's like, you guys are so loved and you've got all these extended people that love you too. And why would you even post that? And then it, it was like one person that they wanted that message to get to. And, you know, all these other people are getting hurt by it. And it's like, was it worth it? Why don't you just I mean, approach the one that you actually wanted to see that? Because they're probably the one that didn't read it probably. or didn't get that it was for them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Social networking is so fun. But yeah, you can 
there's a lot of things on there. It's like, just keep going, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to learn to be unattached, right? Yeah. yeah. And- That's what I've learned too. <clears throat> throughout all this, it's just, it's really healthy to take an observer role, even with things that are really close to you. And, you know, because of what we do, you know, I tend to, you know, I I hope I tend to think, okay, what am I supposed to be learning from this? Why did I create this? You know, what's the other person hopefully learning from this and don't take it so darn personally. And, you know, then you, then you objectivize to look at it instead of, you know, getting into that kind of yucky yeah. part. Yeah. Always is, used, I've always used this analogy. I always say, um, imagine that you're going to a sports stadium, and but we're at the actual players. The stadium is earth itself, like the ground is earth itself, and we're the players. So we've come down here. We're the ones that are playing this game. People get so locked up into playing this human game on earth that they don't actually realize they're playing again. They're just taking the they're just taking the beats, they're getting bashed, getting bashed. They don't actually realize that there's coaches in the box and supporters in the box up there <laughs> yelling and screaming at them, going, if you just if you just go right, uh-huh. yeah. I can see things from a bigger perspective. You don't have to keep reading your head up. You can go around there and sneak around the gap. That's okay. But, but people don't listen because they're too busy playing this game. But then I always say to people, once you realize that you're actually a player playing this game, you can you can also zip out and be up in the coach's box as well. And then you can watch things from a much higher perspective. And then when you do that, you can go back and you can choose to play that game again. Yeah. So you can see things from you can see things from both perspectives. Once you do that, mm-hmm. once you can get out of the game and, and and watch it as an observer, it's a much more enjoyable game. But you can also have the being in, have the fun because you're grounded here playing the game. These ones aren't here don't have that experience because they're not right. actually. Well, it kind of takes you out of that knee-jerk reaction. You can come out of it faster. Uh, you may still do it, but you can come out of it faster. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. Well, there's something. Yeah, I, I, I love that. But that's just it. That's a new thought. I mean, that not many have in addition to the, hey, our thoughts create our illnesses and our situations, is that it's a game. I mean, as soon as you start really, it's a game. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, the whole thing changes. And yeah. yeah, you can pull yourself out and you can look at it objectively and you can do these things. It's like, yeah. So yeah, yeah when they get so caught up in it, they just know they don't realize. They don't even realize. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they cut all connection from, from the coaches and the supporters and they just live in this. They, yeah. they just have this box. Well, let's, but you let's can always, and, and, and always say, because we're the ones playing this game, and you could hear something from the coach's box. It doesn't mean that you have to do it. That means that you can start negotiating. <laughs> because because you're the one who's actually playing the game. How about you guys? Do you like to negotiate? <laughs> negotiate. Oh, my goodness. Negotiate. Well, I was going to say, I use this analogy, too. Not quite the way John does, but same idea. And it's like, so if you're playing a game, you know, you why not play it the best way you can? And if we're playing a game, 
you know, games, they're, they're harder the more you level up. Mm -hmm. This is a pretty hard game. So that's showing you where we're all at. We're leveling up. Mm -hmm. So why not just play that game, the best version, you know how, and do the best job you can with that game. And, you know, you're going to end up having a good time, but I like the negotiating. (laughs) Here's the key. The The more you make your game simple, the happier you'll be. Yeah, true. I'm confident. Now, all of that sounds like a client before a session and a client after a session. <laughs> the tunnel vision of, oh my gosh, you know, my life's been so hard to, wow, I totally get it. Like I asked for this and here's why, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Clarity. Dan, do you remember in some of the level two classes, we did that as an analogy. I mean, what he's saying there is, I don't, and we didn't do it in your class, John. I don't think we did where we reenacted, we did exactly that. It's like we're, we're pretending and Suzanne was the person that had to be the, the game players. <laughs> like, and we would have the class be like they were the, the coaches or whatever. It's like you, there's that person on that field and you've got to give a message to them. you got to tell them to do it a different way. Get a message. They can't hear you. They don't know that they can hear you, but they can't, you know? And then it was like the, they had to be very creative in ways to get messages to her <laughs> that was, yeah, a that, was yeah, that was that was a frustrating <laughs> exercise to be a part of julia <laughs> it was hysterical from my side yeah, i bet <laughs> i think you guys said I, that well chest and I remember enjoying it <laughs> oh <Do> you, <laughs> yeah we we did it for a while and then we shifted to something else so yeah yeah but yeah. that was the idea it was how do i do this <laughs> Everyone has intuition and gut feelings, mm-hmm. or they hear a ball. Yes. Usually, people don't. Usually, people don't listen to it because it's got um, because they see things from a much longer perspective. So it's a so it's a so it's a long term. Whereas the human part of us mm-hmm. reject gut feeling. It could have some pain, so they don't want to. Do it. And I always say. Going back to what Suzanne always says, um, trust the very first thing that comes to mind. So if you want to ask the universe a question, ask a question, trust the very first thing that comes to mind. And if it's followed by, yeah, but, like, (laughs) I always say we've only got one but and we sit on it and we sit on it for a reason. (laughs) Don't be a butt face. Don't have another butt up there. (laughs) Just do it. Oh my gosh! A unique perspective, John. It is. It is. Yeah, but <laughs> but that that would be neatly the yeah, but is your own consciousness coming in too? Yeah, that's because it's yeah. that's because it's scared. Mm-hmm. It knows what to do, but it doesn't want to. It doesn't want to do it because it's scared. Quite mm-hmm. scared. Mm-hmm. So then I always say, go and talk to that scared part of, it and see what it's actually scared of. Mm-hmm. It's never as bad as what we make it out to be. Right. No. Yeah. And especially if you'll start making some moves, then it starts opening up even more. You get more information. And so it always set, you know, becomes even easier as you keep doing that. It's just as long as you stay over here with all the butts, but, you know, and then it's, <laughs> you know, you keep creating this huge situation that probably will never occur. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then people in the long term 
will mm. still be in the same situation that they were 10, yeah. 15, 20, 30 years ago. And how many, you see that a lot, you know, people that you, well, let's say if you go to reunions, I'm trying to think where you might be that you see somebody later and you hadn't seen them in between. And they're still saying and singing the same song and dance that they were. Same story. Absolutely. You know, and they haven't changed their life one iota because of their fears or whatever, their expectations of themselves. This is what I am. This is what I do. You know, and they still have the same beliefs, the same thoughts, everything, and they still live in the same life. They start owning it. Well, I am who I am. That's yeah. because they're so scared of, of changing. Yeah. They're so scared of letting, of letting it go. Yeah. You know what else I think is really beautiful about that is how everybody comes to that awareness when they're ready for it. You know, you can't. You can't make them do it. You can't push them into it. <laughs> I like how you, you hesitate. You can't make them do it. <laughs> you would like to. A little bit of the teeth clutching there, but can't make them. Yeah. You, know, it, it, you know, it's like, you know, you can drop seeds all you want, but until they're ready yeah. to explore it, they're, they're not ready, you know. Yeah. It won't. They won't see it. They won't hear it. They won't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's and you know, and I think, you know, one nice. of the coolest things that, that if you're observing all these changes that we're in the midst of in the world right now, it's so transparent. Now you really know where people are at. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a, question mark anymore which is okay it's just it's really clear where people are at and um i think that's fascinating you know 10 years ago you couldn't see that mm-hmm. for what it was no so much has changed in just even five years yeah it's just incredible but you know yeah. i i was saying to somebody i was having lunch with um a friend and we were talking about when I started doing sessions, which was 10 years ago. This is my 10th year anniversary. And, um, you know, back then, you know, it was 2012, you know, and there's so much talk about what's going on in 2012 and the Mayan calendar and the world may end, you know, and all this stuff. And in the sessions, you know, the SCs are saying, oh, there's like big changes coming, big, big, big changes, you know, and we're creating the changes as we go. So they would never, you know, they couldn't couldn't say, you know, on this date, this is going to happen. Then that's going to happen. That is because we're creating it. And that's, that's a kind of a hard bite for some people to swallow, but it's the truth. But, you know, I remember thinking back then, like, oh no, we're going to have earthquakes and we're going to have a tsunami and we're going to have a volcano. You know, I never thought oh, we're going to have a global pandemic, you know? <laughs> Didn't see that one. It's like, wow, we really upped our own game on. on... No, it's you like, know, oh, we need to get the whole world's attention now. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and but, the, but, you know, I think one of the beautiful things about being a practitioner is we get these kind of updates, you know, in the sessions oftentimes about how things are going. And, you know, I, I'd love to know what you two are getting in your sessions about, um, you know, everything I'm hearing is we're right on track. I mean, it can look as chaotic as it looks, but we, humanity is right on track with all these changes. And yeah, you know, and in fact, okay. I want to add to that, that I was told if you look at the kids that are coming in now, 
that that's more evidence that we're right on track and that we had to raise the vibration of the planet in order for them to come in and be sustained here because they're so sensitive. So that is showing us where we're at because they're coming and we're holding and sustaining the energy for them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a lot of clients with like, you know, I don't know, three to 10 year olds. And they're like, I don't know where this is from. Like they just know what they know and little prodigies and all kinds of things. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, I think it's very exciting and they must think, you know, they must look at us like, wow, get it together. You know, (laughs) oh my God, tell me more about your kid. (laughs) It's exciting too, because the parents aren't stifling it. Yes. Usually, usually there's one parent that encourages and and supports it. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. it's really interesting all, all the um, all the new souls coming in now, and society doesn't like this um, because they don't want to be known as a male or a female. They just want to. They just want to be men. But society, or that goes against society's their their beliefs. Just are... shaking them up a bit. They'll get used to it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Me personally, I, I think that's beautiful. That's awesome. They don't want to be identified as a male or a female. To me, they want to be identified just as a As a person or a being, I guess. I get quite a a few of those in my office too. It's just the challenge of remembering because I'm programmed to say he, she, and to use their terminology. But um, I absolutely get excited when they come in my office because I know I'm about to have an extraordinary experience. Because obviously they've come from places where the gender is not important and they're trying to teach us mm-hmm. how to be in that neutrality of it. So love is love. So, yeah. Oh, can, can I ask, what, with everything that's gone on in the last couple of years on Earth, what do you feel like your mum would, would be saying about it? Oh, good question, Tom. Well... I, this is some of the things I had to kind of reach back to going through everything. Cause I remember, you know, um, through the, in, in 2000, you know, when that was happening, um, Y2K and everybody though, it's, there was another end of the world thing, you know, we, and, um, people were, you know, what did Nostradamus say? And, oh my gosh, she predicted the end of the world. This must be it. And everything. She's like, no, that's not what he said. He didn't, that, there's nothing written about this. This is all fine. We're going through things. We're all fine. It was always that. And that's what she would have been saying with this. It's all fine. <laughs> We're all just, fine. You know, it's like, don't make it something. I mean, so much of it was all of the hoopla around it. And it was, she was always level-headed about everything. Just, it's, we're all fine. You know, <laughs> how are you doing right now? How are you? It's like, don't even pay attention to any of that stuff out there, which is what we're all saying, you know, what we're saying, (laughs) but, and that's how you, you do best. If you can turn off that, that chatter then, and just listen, you know, what, what do I actually know? What am I actually feeling? Because if I watched the news, if I watched everything and all the, even Facebook, I mean, all those things, they're telling me what to feel and what to believe, you know, then I'd be a mess. But if I would just, where I live, I have nothing. I mean, I have literally a bubble around me and there's so many things happening in the world 
that I'm not aware of because I don't turn it on. And it's like, sometimes I feel kind of weird that maybe I'm being very um, Pollyanna ostrich, whatever, you know, that I've got my head in the sand, but it's like, you know what? I check in with myself and I'm okay. I kind of like this world that I have. I like my life and I'm okay. I don't have to know about these things. They're not in my world. Think about the times when we didn't have the technology and nobody knew what was going on all over the world. We weren't worrying about the people, you know, 6,000 miles away from us and all of that. And they weren't worrying about us. We all took care of ourselves. Right. And And that's what the other day I said something. It was like, I felt bad about it because it was like, I don't know something that's happening on the world, the global level. And it was like, but then, but it comes down to that. Yeah. And so I have to know. You know, it's like, I don't have to know, but also to be able to find that place of what do you do with that information when you do have it? Yeah. So that exactly. is not, so that it's not wheeling around and making you feel guilty that you're not, I mean, you can't do anything about it, but I feel bad that I, you know, I also can't do anything about it. So where do we find our neutrality in that? So yeah. What do you do with that? You know, I think <laughs> different people have different, um, needs for their own soul growth. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are the activists. I'm not, you know, I can't, that wipes my energy out to try to mm-hmm. be in that role. I can't do it, but some people are really good at it. Some people are, you know, I've got a daughter-in-law that's, uh, has worked in the emergency room as a nurse and she loves it. Wow. She, that, I would go in there. I would be the last, last that would two minutes around. Yeah. I, I can't, I never could do ER. It's too fast paced. It's too, you don't know what's coming in that door. It's too stressful. But you want the <laughs> people me. that are good in that. Yes. You that want people that feed off of that. Right. So I think there's some of us that have to dive into the political stuff because that's something yeah. that they need to understand in their own soul's journey. And there's some people that have to be on this side and there's some people that have to be on that side. And I think that's where it becomes really powerful, empowering to not put judgment on any of that. You don't have that actually reminds me of a session that I had Suzanne, where they said that exact thing, but the ones that don't feel like they need to be on the front lines, the protesters and, and the ones fighting the fight, they're over here holding the light. So these guys can do the fight. And so both are very needed. And that, that was something that was said in a session until you said that I was like, Oh yeah, that is, you know, we all came in for our reasons, but to hold the light so the other ones can can be in those fights and battles and hold them and sustain their energy was an important job as well. So I, I I'm like you, man. I can't be on that protest line. I'm not getting that political it's, it's, argument or what lights you up. You know what? You know that's what you use to to navigate through all of this change that's coming up. You know, you find what makes you happy to be serving in whatever ways it is. And, you know, then, you know, you're on the right path, you know, you're doing what you love and that that's going to look 180 different ways to 180 different people. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I always say it like this. um, Everybody does their one little piece of the puzzle. The puzzle is easy. People want to do the whole puzzle and then they feel overwhelmed and they why? Because they're trying to do everybody else's job. So everybody do their one little piece and it's, and it's going to be super. That's all it's asked of you. Find your little piece. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
stop trying to do the whole puzzle. Try, stop trying to do everybody else's pieces. <laughs> your piece. There's that, I mean, that's a very polite way of saying that other thing. <laughs> that other thing. Yeah. There's so many people that want to save that. You know, there's so many people that want to save all the children in the world. They want to yeah. save the whole world. It's like, oh, my mm-hmm. man, good luck with mm-hmm. it. That, that's impossible. Just, but what yeah. can you do? Yeah. Make you feel really satisfied because you're doing your one little piece and be happy with that. Yeah, because that then that will ripple out onto the rest of all of the pieces. It will go out there and it will have an effect. It does. Without having to save it, do it all personally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, hold, hold, please. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, okay. So I made this post and this is one of my nice posts. I didn't, didn't. <laughs> Anybody. All nice posts. <laughs> but it, it says you've done better than you know, you've helped mm-hmm. more than you realize, and you're closer than you think. Yeah, I love that post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. We all need to stay in that mindset. Yeah. Who said that, Sus? Um, Where did that come from? That came from somebody's high self. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's no name. Like <laughs> Part of the collective. <clears throat> That's right. It's good stuff. I love it. I love it. Is that a good place to to stop? I love it. Can you say that again, and we can wind? Actually, before you say it again, let's because I think we're really close to the. I want everybody to know how to reach you if they want to contact both of you. So and and Tracy, I mean, we put out there. And just you guys. I know. Yeah, just you. Um, this is so different. I'm used to. We have all our interaction and everything. So I know everybody how they can find you if they want to um, communicate with you, have sessions, whatever. So Suzanne. Oh, okay. Well, so if this doesn't air until Friday, I'm going to have a new website. I think by Friday. Oh, fancy. It's very nice. <laughs> it's like I feel like I've grown up. I have a, a very nice website. Um, so it'll just be SuzanneSpooner.com. And that will get you to QHHT if that's what you're seeking. It gets you to my talk and it gets you to my Universal Mind Project meditation. So everything's going to be underneath SuzanneSpooner.com. Beautiful. Perfect. And John? I've, um, I've just upgraded my website as well. So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. But um, if you go to just the qhhtofficial.com and then just punch in John Buggy or just find me on the first page somewhere or the second page, uh, find a practitioner, it'll link you to my website. And then, and then just go from there. Just um, Google then- John McClucky QHHT YouTube and it'll have all the links on. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Tracy, so, how can people find you? I'm getting inspired to upgrade my website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TracyMayham.com. Uh, just like Suzanne, you'll find all my links there, all the different services I do. Uh, QHHT, we should say where we're at so that people know. Uh-huh. I'm from Oregon. So if you, and QHHT is in person. So if you would like to come see me, I'm in Oregon. Suzanne, where are you at? Des Moines, Iowa. John? I'm on the Gold Coast in Australia, right next to the beach. Beautiful. Oh, Paradise. Yeah. We just right lost our clients. Yeah, we are yeah. using that to persuade everybody. Right on the beach. You <laughs> can feel the wind. Beautiful. Gold Coast is Paradise. Gorgeous. 
you're not helping julia we, we just lost everyone that's all right um, so cool we um our friends they live about maybe a mile and a half away uh right on the um forest hill it's right on the beach actually but there's there's a little bushland there and for the last five years, they've had two koalas in their tree. So they've got what? pet wild koalas in their tree. Oh, How cool. Nice. Oh. <laughs> All over now. Gosh, you know what I had in my yard today? Um, I, was in, I was in a meeting with my web designer, and I'm looking out my window. I had eight turkeys walking through my front yard. Yeah, which we live in the country. It's not that big of a deal, but I've never seen them at that house. And, I was watching him like what we live by a highway. So I'm watching him walk up to the highway and I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna have turkey guts all over my yard. And <laughs> but they're but they're chickens, so they they run back. So yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't live in the country, but I had rac- baby raccoons, but oh. that's done now. We brought the cat food in and they quit coming. <laughs> but we we're feeding our cats outside and then we're like, man, we're going through a lot of food. <laughs> Yeah. And then we found them. Mama and her three babies were showing up and helping us out with the cat food. Oh. But it is kind of fun to get the little critters when they're not hurting anything. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Julia, yeah. where can where can they find all three of us and you and how to become a practitioner and all the other things that are everything you could ever want to know about QHHT, right? <laughs> everything. QHHTofficial.com. Yeah. You can find everything about how, you know, the different courses that we have and how to do that, all the information about it. And, um, and then we have find a practitioner page, these three lovely, wonderful, exciting, stupendous, what other words can I put in there? Um, amazing <laughs> <laughs> level three practitioners on the level three practitioner page. So that narrows down. The best, though. What was that? that? I said, Dan's the best though. <laughs> No, because she don't a, have to brown nose me uh, anymore, John. Yeah, what was it? Yes. She's a rock star. Yeah. What'd you call her? A rock star? She's a rock star. Totally. Yeah. yeah. A rock star. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so everything you need to know there it, uh, on back to HHT, and you can see how one how beautiful the messages are for people and how much it helps people. And you guys recently had a revamp of the website. I'm kind of the yeah. only one that is still old school. Yeah, yeah you need to you need to step it up. Yeah, I don't know if I should call the peer pressure. I fix what's not broken, you know. But okay, what about what about Soul Speak? Let's give that a minute. Before. Yeah, and we can also if you um, to understand the messages that your body is delivering, so that like we're saying these these symptoms and everything are messages. So to better understand that, go to juliacannon.com. You can get the online course. I also have a book out. Uh, the online course expands on it, and so everything you need there for that information. Yeah. Um, Okay, fantastic. And thank you, everybody. Dan, can you read that post again? Because I think that'd be a wonderful way to sign off. You've done better than you know. You've helped more than you realize. And you're closer than you think. Love it. Thank you guys so much. It's been wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Love you all. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the big kisses. Yeah. (laughs)